The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. officially live welcome everyone to no credentials required where you don't need a press pass to talk sports my name is ryan mccarthy i'm one of your hosts to my right is a man who definitely did not did not uh, commit serial murders on long island dustin henry dustin how are you doing today <laughs> i'm doing all right I'm doing all right uh i am not an architect so there's that. Thank uh, <laughs> God for that. <laughs> but yeah, you caught me bobbing my head to the theme song. I'm ready to. I'm ready to go tonight. How are you? How are you doing? How are you doing, feeling? Doing good. I'm feeling pretty good. I mowed my lawn this uh, this evening. Want to wait till the temperatures went down to do some to some yard work and uh, shout up and call all cleaned up. Got dinner in me. Watched a little bit of my buddy Drew's uh, show in for out sports debate which I was on actually a couple weeks ago. Uh, I was on his show, but uh, want to check it out tonight before we went on. So so I'm fired up in them. Uh, you can see I've got a new mic this this, uh, yeah. this weekend. So at the my HyperX, so going to have some fun with that tonight. But anyway, we are presented by Belly Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. Before we get into the content tonight, I just want to remind you about our social media channels right down here below, Twitter, Instagram, and the scarcely used TikTok at NoCredsREQ, Facebook.com forward slash NoCredsREQ, YouTube.com forward slash at NoCredsREQ. And while you're at it, if you're watching on Facebook, if you're watching on YouTube, do us a favor. Smash that like button. Smash it responsibly. We're on a mission. We're also on a mission to get to 500 subscribers on YouTube. We're at 267 right now. If you could help us help the show and subscribe uh give us a give, subscribe to the channel hit the notification bell that way you know when show new shows are up we're usually live mondays at eight o'clock eastern but just to remind you nfl football season is coming very very soon and we're moving to tuesdays at 8 p.m eastern so don't want to miss it yeah definitely tune in we're gonna have a lot to say during the football season and uh don't look now we just might have some football talk a little bit on the show tonight. It's been it's been a bit oh, since we've dove alert. into uh, since we've uh, gotten a chance to dive into football talk. But uh, man, help us get to the 500 subscribers. I'm going to call it right now the drive for five. Come on, help us get there. Drive for 500. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's all I have to do. <laughs> on the audio side, subscribe to the podcast on a myriad of platforms including apple Podcasts, spotify spreaker google play iHeartRadio. tune in wherever you podcast subscribe to us and while you're at it rate and review five stars is always a preferred number of stars to rate us at and if you leave us a review no matter how lovely or how mean-spirited and ugly it is we'll read it on the air <laughs> And because this is a live show, engage with the show, engage with the comments. We actually have one already from my buddy Victor Locke, as we call him, Vicola. 
in the snowman army time for for bonus of the international irish italiano super villain espresso mccarthy how you doing gentlemen <laughs> mccarthy excuse me victor we're doing great thanks for stopping by we really, really do appreciate it. but dustin i know you've been waiting all seven days to that beautiful beautiful sound i have gotta hit you with it right now oh man i can't wait And as I said, engage with the show, whether you're watching live right now or on the replay, leave us a comment. We want your comments. We want you to engage with us. It's just a way that of, of letting people know that we're, we're out here. We're out here in the uh, YouTube, YouTube reverse mm-hmm. internet, the internet, which is vast, <laughs> but we're here. We're talking sports. We're talking in this, this summer, we're, we're talking sports movies. So let's get into it right now with another edition of no ticket required. Dustin, this week I made the executive de- not well. I wouldn't say executive decision, but yeah, we're looking for movies to go by. We're we're wanting to watch American Bulldog, uh, Bulldog, American Underdog, American Bulldog. Good lord, that would be but, a good movie. That would be a good movie, American Bulldog. Yeah, but we're gonna watch. We're gonna watch American Underdog. We texted back and forth. Oh, American Bulldog, American Underdog. Yeah, <laughs> you messed it up, American Underdog is on Hulu. I'm like, all right, cool. It's on Hulu. Great. I go to Hulu, Hulu live only on oh. Fox, the Fox movies. Like, dang it. Yeah. The, dang the, it. You know, the internet got me every once in a while and there used to be an app and, and uh, out there in the Twitterverse, if you're, if you're listening to the show later, tweet at me and let me know. There used to be an app called, can I stream it? And you would type in what you want to watch, and it would and it would pop up with whatever. Is there something like that, or does Can I Stream It still exist? Yes, I could do a video, a Google yeah. search. I but, just uh, did, I just did the research, and yes, it does. It's Can I Stream It. Uh, okay, all right. So they changed. Oh, you got to sign up for it. Oh, oh see, I knew there was a reason that I wasn't using it anymore. But uh, there you go. Yeah, if anybody knows if anybody knows of uh, a replacement that is free, um, get at me on Twitter at Eldusto67 or tweet Ryan or tweet the show at NoCredsREQ. That's right. right down here below on Twitter, NoCredsREQ. So instead, I did some research and I was looking at movies and we both had the, the HBO or Max app or whatever it's called now. And I saw King Richard was on the uh, was on the streaming service and i thought to myself all right well I'll pass it by dustin we'll see how what he thinks i made a huge mistake <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right all right i'll let you i'll let you i'll let you open this up sir because i think i've gone first to the last couple of movie reviews so so yeah. let me here it's two hours and 20 something minutes i will never Ever, ever, <laughs> ever. Shout out Chris Jericho. Yeah, I was going to say a little bit of the bubbly. I love the bubbly. 
I gotta see if they still make that. Um, you know, you could, you could tour with Fozzie based on that impression. If if Chris Jericho ever gets laryngitis, you should call uh, Fozzie up. Yeah, a bald fat guy with no ta- with no tattoos. <laughs> put on a wig and see what happens. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, look, King Richard based on a true story. Good movie had some good had some really good action action sequences but it just dragged on forever and i'm just waiting for the next thing to happen like the next good thing to happen it's like okay great you know it overcame living in compton mm-hmm. uh the, the family overcame living in compton look rich will smith won an academy award for this for this movie yeah this was the movie before the slap wasn't it like right it was he was nominated he slaps uh, Chris, Rock, Chris Rock, and then uh, he wins uh, Best Actor, and he's not there. <laughs> yeah, I think this is the one. I think I, I think I should probably research before I start spouting off. But then we wouldn't have the great moments in the history of the show, such as True. the 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 Frank Wycheck Sam Weish moment, Let's and see. and and the sex and the six bot chat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh man. All right. Let me. But, Look, I mean, Will Smith won an Oscar for basically sounding like Bobby Boucher's dad at the end of Waterboy. Okay, I'm glad that you're not. You, the, I'm not the only one who thinks. I'm that. glad that you mentioned <laughs> something because because when he first started this, he was really going in on it. Like I'm like, I, and and they did, and I specifically stayed through the end credits because I I was like, okay, they're going to show the real Richard Williams because I want to hear this dude talk. And he sounded based nothing <laughs> like Will Smith's character. And Will Smith is like, I'm going nothing. to wake. He goes, I'm going to wake. I have in my in my in my notes written down here. It said, "Not sure what accent Will Smith is doing here so far." New Orleans? Question mark. Turns out I was right about that. Yep. But Will Smith, I would have respected it more. And I'm not saying he didn't do a good job in this movie. Full disclosure: I'm not the biggest fan of the entire Smith family. I find them insufferable. But Will Smith can act. That is undeniable. Okay. I found the accent drifted in and out. Like he could not keep going with it the whole movie. I think maybe because he went in so hard, you know, at certain points. And you're just like, man. Uh, but I originally was going to, if you if if you had asked me for my thoughts first, I was going to be like, this movie's got some accents in it. Because let me tell you who else is pulling out a uh, a heck of an accent, John Bernthal. John Bernthal. So I was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> he said those like Midwestern accent. Yeah, and I, and I looked actually. I looked up. Uh, I looked looked up Rick Macy online mm-hmm. uh, during the film, and I'm, I was trying to find out which accent he's going for. I'm like, where is he from? He's from Ohio. Oh, so okay. All right. Like that Midwestern, like half Wisconsin, half, yeah, half and maybe Ohio like a little accent. bit of like. Yeah, maybe like a little bit of Pittsburghese in there. I don't know. Like I, I was, I was waiting for him to say, "Go and get yourself, go to the girl, get yourself a brat." <laughs> <laughs> Richard, you can have anything you want. You can have anything, any burger. Just don't have too many fries. It'll make you a fan. <laughs> yeah, don't put too much of that stuff in your body. You'll slow down your game. <laughs> did you Did you also notice that that? Uh, Bernthal's wig 
did not move at all. Like his oh, hair did man. not move at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Look, I know, I know this is a drama, but we're, I know we're roasting. We're, we're kind of roasting it, but you know, I mean, it's a, it was a decent movie. It was just yes. on forever. It, so I had to kind of dunk on it. Dunk on a very. <laughs> you know, a, a true story, which turned into a drama, but there are some funny moments in it too. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, there definitely, there definitely were some funny moments. Um, but, uh, I just felt like, so I'm going to, I'm going to ask you because you, you, you still, you've been able to give some thoughts so far, but I'm going to ask you, okay, we've done no ticket required three times now. Mm-hmm. How would you rank the movies that we've done? Air first, Moneyball second, King Richard third. See, for me, I got to flip-flop those last two because this movie was long. This movie was long, but I felt it dragged less. I felt felt it Interesting. I felt it still dragged at points. It definitely still dragged at points, but maybe it was because, you know, when I do no ticket required, it's not good for my waistline, but I got to be eating something. (laughs) The first two movies, it was popcorn. This movie, it was chocolate cake. There was a there was a little bit of leftover cake I had. I was eating that, and I see, had- see you follow my instruction and getting some sugar when in you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I have to say, I felt Moneyball's drag was more noticeable to me. This okay, this this was long, but I think I was more on board with what they were trying to what they were trying to show, and they were just really. I have written in my notes that this movie reminds you how good Venus really was at the beginning because, and I'm guilty of it. I remember Venus Williams, but the person I remember a lot more is Serena because she just, she was around for so much in my mind, so much longer. Now I can't remember when Venus Williams retired, but I felt like, I felt like Serena had almost an entire career after that. Yeah, you know, she had the, she had a longer career than Venus did. Yes, and whether this is true or not, supposedly Richard predicted that Serena was going to be the greatest of all time. I will say that in my relatively um, uneducated tennis mind, I would say Serena is probably the greatest women's player of all time. Um, but I just. My main problem with this movie, aside from some of the accents, which I did get some enjoyments from, Richard was a hard character to root for. I I rooted for the Williams as a family. Um, I thought he he did the first coach uh, totally wrong. Like the first coach, I felt truly did have the best interest. He. The, the mistake the first coach made, if this is the true story, is he, like, disregarded uh, Serena. And he just totally went all in on Venus, which – but could you blame him at that time? You know, who knows? But I felt like that coach was taking him down a correct path. And, Richard, I don't know if this is true or not. I don't know how accurate the movie is, but it was just – his character in the beginning, I rooted for him. You know, he's trying to protect his daughters. He's got these gang members that are that are, you know, they're they're beating them up. It's it's not a good scene. They did a good job of portraying the neighborhood, and then the one neighbor called like CPS on him and stuff. I I was in for him at the beginning of the movie, but the more it went on, I'm like, this is all about this guy's ego. He he he. He kind of redeems himself at the end because he 
it shows that he does care for his daughters. And I never really questioned whether he cared for his family in this movie, but, but there were times where I'm just like, man, I got to root for this guy. I don't want to root for this guy. And I was happy. There's a couple scenes where his wife kind of puts him in it in his place, rightfully so. And then also she's like, Hey, I'm just as invested in this as you. Um, I will say that that both Air and uh, King Richard had very strong performances from from the actresses in this. I, I thought that that both the girls that played Serena and Venus respectively did a great job, and I thought that Mrs. Williams, whoever whoever played Mrs. Williams, did yeah. a great job as well. Yeah. So yeah, I thought I thought I, I thought. Uh... The women definitely carried this movie. Uh, yes. Ingenue, Ingenue Ellis Taylor played Brandy Williams. Uh, Sanaya Sidney played Venus, and Demi Singleton played Serena. And those three carried this film. Mm-hmm. I thought. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, the, the focus was on Richard. I don't know if this, that's how it was played out uh, in in the movie or, or uh, in script when they agreed to make this movie. I'm not sure if their focus was supposed to be Richard, uh, but. It, it turned out it kind of was, but in a way it wasn't because because of how well carried the the women of this film played portrayed their roles as yeah. as as uh, as as uh, in this is in is in the story. Yeah, and I did like. I have never really been the biggest John Bernthal fan. I don't know what it is. There's something there's something about him that just kind of you know, kind of irks me. But in this movie, I thought he did a pretty good job. And also, and also was, you know, uh, did a good job of portraying the frustration that it must have been trying to deal with this guy. Uh, And, you know, but ultimately he does because he realizes that the talent is, is there, you know, Mm. for the two. And, but I was, the thing that was able to carry this over Moneyball for me a little bit more is there was more of that traditional, there was more, the movie grabbed me a little bit more. It, it got me to root for who it wanted me to root for with the exception of Richard. There was, like I said, there was a few parts where I was rooting for Richard, but he, he really got under my skin a couple of times. Um, But I'll tell you that tennis sequence when when uh, Venus is in her first pro match and she, you know, she she beats the one woman and then has to go up against the number one seed. Yep. And I I I had remembered that she lost that match. But there I was on my couch, like thinking, oh, maybe she's going to pull this out. Like maybe I was remembering this wrong. Um, and I thought I was so. Uh, disgusted when the when the woman went to the to, went to the the bathroom quote unquote yeah. and I was like is there really no rule against that I you know but it it was there was just movies though I it cuts to John Bernthal John Bernthal might be the unsung, unsung hero of this movie for me with the exception of the women I think all the women powerful performances great job but John Bernthal. <laughs> During that match, he goes, the the uh, the number one seed. She hits like a button. He, it cuts to him. She hits a shot, and it cuts to him. And he goes, "Oh come on, it's a can of corn." Come with on, it's ac- a can of corn. Yeah, with his <laughs> accent. Oh man, that got to me. That got to me. It was pretty funny. 
Dustin, I, 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 I'm going to put a challenge to you for Halloween. Right. You, you have to dress up as Rick Macy. Oh man, mustache! Get the mustache! Get the get the mustache! <laughs> you gotta get the tracksuit. You get the shorts. You gotta get the little wig and the tennis shoes. All right, shoes. and I'll just show up. You gotta do this. Some... And you got and, and you gotta do the accent too. I'll show up with some fries. I'll be like, "Don't put too many of these in your body. <laughs> it's bad for you." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, geez. But, yeah, I, I overall, I would still put Air at number one. Air just had a special quality. Um, this movie, to me, had I seen it in the theater, I think I would have been like, oh, this is a bit too long. But since I was on my couch, I was able to pause it, you know, at certain points, go get something to eat, whatever. I, mm-hmm. I think – I did enjoy this movie, not as much as I wanted to, but it had enough in there. And I think it did a good job. Um, the one thing I liked is how it addressed some of the issues that I fate that they faced. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it didn't, it was more subtle about it. It was just like a huge overtone for the whole movie. It wasn't like they had a couple of lamppost scenes where they're trying to beat you over the head with it, which Right. I don't I don't like in some movies where they where they really like it like that one scene in Moneyball that I kept saying, like they had the thing where where uh, Jonah Hill shows up to Oakland and then all the banners are coming down. It's like, all right, we get it. We get we get what you're trying to do here. But this movie didn't have as much of that. Um, But I just and there were times where I just felt. I felt bad for uh, Venus and Serena because it was just the maniacal drive he had. And I guess he instilled it in both of them and also their mother. She was no slouch. She was out there coaching Serena up when, you know, and she says, she says at one point, she said, I fixed Serena's serve. I fixed her serve. You know, but then all of a sudden he decides when somebody else is coaching him, when Rick, when Rick Macy and before them, the other coach is trying to get things moving. He's going, no, they need to be kids. They need to be kids. And it's like, all right, well, which is it? Because you had them out there like eight and 10, you know, hitting balls every day and some parts in the rain, you know, <laughs> what, what are you, what are you trying to do? You know? So did you happen to notice a bit of foreshadowing in one of the scenes? Okay, all right. Uh, since you have to ask me, I'm gonna say probably not, unless okay. you, unless you, I mean, I mean, expound because I, I, you're probably you're gonna have to explain it, and then I'll be like, oh. So, so, the scene where they went to the juniors tournament for Venus, yep. and Serena had snuck herself into a nine and under tournament. Oh yeah, yeah. Serena won, I think Serena won second place in her category and Venus won first place in her category and they had gold and silver trophies. Yeah. And they said, hey, you want to trade? Yeah. And I think I think Serena, was either Serena or Venus said, I think it was Serena who said, okay, yeah, gold's more my color anyway because she won gold medal in two, the 2012 Olympics in London. Okay. In singles competition and they won, and they both won gold in doubles categories from 2000, I think 2000, 2008, 2000 let's see yeah t- uh, venus won gold in 2000 in singles and doubles mm-hmm. and she won gold in doubles in beijing and london and silver okay. in mixed doubles in 2016 serena won gold in where is it hang on cindy uh, yeah uh, Sir, 
Venus won gold in no, that was that was Serena, <laughs> not for all those. Um, Venus won gold or Serena won gold in doubles in Sydney, Beijing, and London, and she won her singles gold in London. So, so both they both won gold eventually. Yeah, but it was just interesting that uh, I think it was Serena who said gold's more my color anyway. And yeah, it's, uh, or, interesting foreshadow into the future. Yeah, well, that's interesting. I did not pick up on that, but I do remember the scene, and I think it was, uh, you know, um, it was either that Serena said she liked gold any- better anyway, or or, or was or Venus, Venus who said I like I like silver, silver more. Yeah, color. one of them, one of them said this, but yeah, I did not pick up on that. So that's. Uh, that's next level. That's why you're one of the best in the biz. <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, I mean, overall, this movie was it was a little slow, but I still enjoyed it. It had enough of the scenes to carry me, and it had enough of those like sports movie moments where you're like, "Oh man, are they gonna are they gonna do this?" And it, and you know the the classic sign of a good sports movie at least and tell me if you agree with this is that a movie that you've seen many many times like uh i don't know i'm trying to come up with but when i was a kid when i was a kid the mighty ducks which i've seen recently the replacements Oh, yeah, The Replacements. That's a good one. That's a good it's one. It's also where, based on a true story. Where you're always wondering. You, you've you seen it a thousand times. You know mm-hmm. how it's going to turn out. But you yeah. still catch yourself getting that little bit of nerve. Yeah. There is, are they going to do it? You know, mm-hmm. and, uh, and they do. But yeah. if you get that feeling, then to me, the movies at least got you. Yeah, the anytime the replacements is on TV, I, yeah. I have to watch it. I have to watch it. I, I actually watched it in the theater. I went to my I went to see it with my brother Jim. I think in two when it when it came out. I think it was two thousand two thousand or nineteen. Yeah, I would say late nineties, early two thousands when it came out. We went to see it together. Yeah, I I'm gonna say two thousand because I feel like it had that. Yep, two thousand film, the replacements. Yep. There we go. <laughs> So you were right, right on the money there, right in the ballpark. Yeah, I think I saw it with my brother with my brother Jim uh, at the time. Uh, I was still living at my still living at my parents' house in Waterford at that time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now he he that scene where he throws the football underwater <laughs> at the beginning. Shane Falco's back to pass. <laughs> Shane Falco. Oh man, that that is a good movie. Yeah, it's based on it's based on the Washington Redskins during their during when they became the replacements in 1987. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which too, it's just you know what? It's too bad that they haven't gotten their Super Bowl ring. They never got their Super Bowl rings, Dustin. Oh, wow. Never got their Super Bowl rings, and it's a damn shame. To yeah. This day, they, they haven't gotten them 37 years later after they helped they won all four of their games yes they faced they the muddy dallas cowboys many of them who crossed the picket line mm-hmm. and beat them on monday night football never yeah. got a super bowl ring shame yeah shame. that is that is i mean and especially back then four games was a huge part of the season yeah. it still is it still is but there were less games back then so i remember they canceled week five i think it was they canceled week five and i remember it being the most boring sunday ever <laughs> in the history of ever i was 10 years old i'm like where's football my dad's yeah. going no football today ryan 
<laughs> get outside and rake those leaves. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's why you were born. Hi, mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you were bored there. <laughs> never, kids, never tell your parents you're bored because they will put you to work. Oh, All yeah. right, before we take our first commercial break, we're going to take a visit to the comment section. Victor uh, Victor Locke says, in my opinion, Will Smith should have won the Oscar for Pursuit of Happiness rather than this movie. Yeah, I felt like yeah. I felt like I him winning for King Richard was a makeup for yes. him not winning the Pursuit of Happiness. Yes, I I mean, I much prefer uh, the Pursuit of Happiness to the to this movie, for, for sure. Uh, so I would agree with you there. All right, so let's take our first commercial break. This uh, this message is from Manscaped, and we'll return to No Credentials Required. Spring has sprung, and our friends at Manscaped have the best tools for some spring cleaning. They've already helped you tidy up all the nooks and crannies of your body's basement. But this year, Manscaped can help you get the perfect presentation on that beautiful face with the new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. Make sure you look your best this spring by using code BELLY20 to get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. So tame your mane with the Beard Hedger Pro Kit. The sun is peeking back out, which means you'll have to show your face in the daylight again. So use the kit to make sure your scruff looks award-winning, whether you have glorious beard flow or some smooth, sleek cheeks. Save 20% off and free shipping with the code BELLY20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code BELLY20 at manscaped.com. Focus on the face and use the Beard Hedger Pro Kit for the cleanest look in the game. That's right, folks. Manscaped, promo code BELLY20 at checkout. You can you can get not only the beard hedge trimmer, which trimmed this lovely mug the other day and did an effective job, as you can see, but you can also get the lawnmower 4.0 personal trimmer to trim up those uh, manly bits, as they would say. But you can also save some money, get 20% off your order, and free shipping at manscaped.com. Use promo code BELLY20. And again, you get 20% off your order plus free shipping. Save yourself some coin. Save yourself some hair on your face, on your on your chinny chin chin, or your uh or your naughty bits. And I will say the beard hedger gets the no credentials required seal of approval. That's a no, coveted will not make seal. The noise. That's a yes, coveted it seal. It's a cute little seal too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and no, I will not make the noise. <laughs> Made it once. Actually, man, I've made it twice. I mean, I fool myself at at your sister's house. Not <laughs> never again. I don't think I. Re- I don't think I remember the second time. Who convinced it was? You? It was Nicole. It was Nicole oh. who convinced me to make that noise. Like, what's what's this? What's the noise the seal makes? I make the noise. She goes, "Oh, oh, I was just kidding. I know what I know what noise a seal makes." <laughs> Got me there. Fool me yeah, once. Sometimes Shame people will get you. People will yep. get you. All right, we're going to get some NFL news. We had some uh, late news yesterday about uh, DeAndre Hopkins, a two-time Pro Bowler for the Houston Texans and recently the Arizona Cardinals was released uh, with uh, w- was released by the Cardinals a couple months back. They've been flirting, they've been touring different teams in the NFL, but they finally decided on the Tennessee Titans two-year $26 million contract. It's a uh, incentive laden contract, base salaries twelve mil a year, and again plus incentives. Plus incentives, if he reaches certain goals in his contract. Dustin, what's your feeling about this particular deal? 
Well, this deal, and I've always I've always trusted uh, DeAndre DeAndre Hopkins' ability, but he has he has tailed off a little bit, and he's also had the injuries and some suspension issues. And the reason that I wanted to discuss this a little bit was to get your thoughts, because I know they're different situations. I know that they, the, the, the Titans ended up trading AJ Brown, if I remember correctly to the Eagles, or was yep. that just a free agent signing? It was, no, a that, trade, was a, that was a draft. That was a draft day trade in 2022. Yes. So somebody tweeted and they must've been a Titans fan maybe, but I was, you know, I was scrolling through Twitter and I got the, I got the news that, uh, DeAndre Hopkins had, had had agreed to terms with the Titans. And somebody said, wouldn't it have been easier for them to just pay AJ Brown? And it did make me <laughs> it did make me wonder because Thanks, Captain Hindsight. <laughs> like like AJ Brown is younger. You know, he's yeah. younger, he's a bona fide star. You had it like and it and if you wanted a marquee receiver, you had him. You had him yep. right there. Now I understand mm-hmm. there's app issues. There's different. There's different things, but you had him. You had him, and, and and there's a part of me that can't help but think you traded to go get an older version of him. Now DeAndre Hopkins. There's some coaching ties because I think uh, the OC of the Titans, if I remember, DeAndre Hopkins had some of his best seasons with the Texans. Um, when this OC was on the Texans uh, coaching staff, there's also ties with Mike Vrabel there. Um, but we know we know the Tennessee Titans, we know where their bread is buttered. They've run the ball with Derrick Henry. Maybe this is them signaling, uh, you know, this our running back, although he's elite, he's getting older. We got to start opening up the passing game more. But I don't know if Ryan Tannehill is the quarterback to do that. Although DeAndre Hopkins has proven that he can play with any quarterback throughout his career because, I mean, who did they have at the beginning of his career in the Texans? I mean, I know obviously had that season. Deshaun Watson. Yes, they had Deshaun. Uh, Matt Schaub. Yeah, Matt Schaub, which I don't know if Matt Schaub is better than Ryan Tannehill. I'd probably – I'd probably give the slight edge to Tannehill in this one, although I think Matt Schaub probably threw a better deep ball. But I got—I haven't been sitting here breaking down Matt Schaub film, so forgive me. It's been a while since I've seen him. But I just – this deal just doesn't – it doesn't make sense to me. And there was a part of me that said, oh, he's going to sign with the Patriots and then it's going to be ridiculous because he's going to – He's going to magically bounce back. So as a Jet fan, I'm sure you're happy to see him sign with the Titans. But what are your thoughts on this deal? I think it was a risk. I think it's a risk for the Titans, personally. Uh, the contract's too big. His his skills have declined. He's too injury-prone now. Plus, he had that six-game suspension last season for PED-related yeah. uh, PED causes. In my, I, in my mind, I, I saw a lot of Jets fans who wanted us, to, who wanted the Jets to for, to sign DeAndre Hopkins. Okay, great, but with with what scratch? Um, yeah. At the, t- at the time, they were dealing with Quinn Williams' contract extension, which, by the way, great job on that New York Jets. Thank you they for gave signing him. The bag, like you said, you wanted. They him did to. give him the bag, <laughs> but it was a good deal because right this year he's only making six point. I think he's only making six mil this year. But after that, the average 
average value of his contract is $15 million. And $66 million of his $96 million contract is guaranteed. So what are you going to do? But back to DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, this was a this was a kind of a reach for the Titans in my mind. They've had some issue. They've had some trouble. I wouldn't say trouble, but they have a history of having of signing wide receivers on the back nine of their career. Yeah. Look at Julio Jones. Mm-hmm. He was supposed to be a big difference for the Titans in 2021, I believe. I think so. Was injured most of the year. Andre Johnson. Uh, Randy Moss. Yeah, I was going to uh, say, did you forget Randy Moss played for the Titans? I, I did was too. getting to them. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting there. But they, they have a history of signing these receivers on the back nine of their career and not developing receivers. I mean, yeah, they've got Traylon Burks, who's a rookie last season. Mm-hmm. He saw, he showed some signs of some promising signs that he's going to be a, a good receiver, but they need something, someone complimentary. And I, I, pers- I also think that Hopkins signed with the Titans because of his run blocking ability. He's a, actually a very effective run blocker, and he's just one more guy who can block for Derrick Henry. So, I mean, at the rate that Derrick Henry's going, uh, I don't know how long he can keep yeah. carrying the ball for uh, for the Titans. And yes, it gives it gives Ryan Tannehill another wide receiver to throw to. But again, it's a wide receiver on the back nine of his career. And after this deal, if just two years is up, who knows if he's going to if he's going to be in the league anymore? So it's a bit of a reach in my mind. Hmm. We'll see what happens. I mean, look, a wise man once said the most predictable thing about the future is that's unpredictable. So True. we don't know what this move could turn out to be for the Titans. It could it could make a dividend. It, it could, we could see a Back to the Future. We could have a we could have a Hopkins go back in the Wayback Machine mm-hmm. and have a have that those uh, 100 reception 1500 yard uh 1500 yard seasons like he used to have but he hasn't had that since 2020 yeah so and it's there's been be, some it's things. a bit of a risk it's a bit uh, of a risk and and if you want more information about the deandre hopkins signing uh nathan nguyen wrote a really good article breaking down the details of DeAndre Hopkins and what this contract means for the Titans uh, at bellyupsports.com. So go ahead and check that out. It's a really good article. I, I highly recommend it for a breakdown of this deal. Yeah. I mean, the only scenario I see where it could work out and I don't know, I don't know enough about Hopkins as a player and whether he'd be willing to do this, but mm-hmm. one of the reasons that Larry Fitzgerald is one of my favorite receivers of recent memory is because Larry Fitzgerald, he moved to the slot when he started to get older. He moved to the slot, and he learned Mm -hmm. how to do that, and he continued to eviscerate corners out of the slot for, I mean, what, another six years? Something like that, you know? And so I could see if if they went to DeAndre and they said, hey, you got to move from – you got to move to the slot and see if you can adjust because then I think he could – he could do some damage in there at his – I mean, I am much older than DeAndre Hopkins, so I don't want to say at his advanced age, but compared to some other people, he's he's a veteran now. Yeah. He's been in the league for a while. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So moving away from DeAndre Hopkins, the DeAndre Hopkins signing, and 
and a lesser a lesser extent the Quinn Williams signing. And also I am kind of glad that the Patriots did not sign DeAndre Hopkins, even though, they, <laughs> even though I don't think he would have fit in that offense. I know he's yeah. familiar with he's familiar with Bill O'Brien, but Mac Jones is not Deion, Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. So we're moving out of that and we're moving into this uh I guess you would say a, I wouldn't say debate, but discussion about three free agent running backs who are who have had some productive seasons, but have kind of moved and in, transitioned into a I don't know. I guess you could say that they're a little bit older like DeAndre Hopkins is, and their role has sort of diminished. So we got Leonard Fournette. We've got mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook, yeah. and we've got Ezekiel Elliott. And we kind of had this discussion. Uh, we're starting to get into this discussion a little bit on text in text message form. And we wanted to see – we're going to talk about who we think is going to sign first, who's going to sign with the team first of these three running backs. And, again, this is Dalvin Cook, Leonard Fournette, and Ezekiel Elliott. Dustin, who do you think is going to be the first one to sign out of all those three running back, free agent running backs? Well, there's also a fourth in there. Kareem Hunt is also a ah, okay. And okay. those and and I gotta give and I know I know you're not I know you're not gonna like him uh, like me giving the shout out here because because he's been unflattering to your New York Jets. But the reason that I started asking this question to you is because Bill Barnwell wrote an article breaking down why there might be a decline in the value of running backs, mm. and and it was an interesting article to read and it. And, Full disclosure, it was one of the few articles I've been able to read for free on ESPN. It's why it's why I stopped going there as a side. I I I don't want to pay for ESPN Plus to read articles. I'm sorry, but yeah. I'll, um, I'll pay to watch stuff, but I won't yes, pay to yes read stuff exactly. So, but the 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 question the question in my mind started to be well. These guys, because I, I'm guilty of it too. I looked at Zeke Elliott and I'm thinking, oh, he's ancient. And so Zeke Elliott is uh, he is 27. Hey. He is 27, as is Dalvin Cook, as is um, Kareem Hunt. Leonard Fournette is older than them at 28. So all of these guys are under 30. I remember I remember back in the day it used to be, oh, once a running back is over 30, you're in trouble. Now it seems like once a running back is over 25, teams are like, oh, boy, mm-hmm. we got to start. I mean, look what happened with Saquon Barkley today. They failed to reach an extension. He's 26 years old. Yeah, same now, with Josh Jacobs. Yeah, yeah, I know. And I know uh, part of it with Saquon maybe could be the injury. The injury that he that he had a few years ago, but it just seems like running backs. So I think if I had to guess, I'll tell you the first one that I would sign. If I had, if somebody said to me, "You are now the GM of the Seattle Seahawks, and you got to sign one of these four guys," I am signing Kareem Hunt, and I'm going to tell you why. Because Kareem Hunt, who's he run behind in Cleveland for the last couple of seasons? Nick Chubb. That is correct. Kareem Hunt has not gotten as much work because Nick Chubb, he has missed some stretches, but he's not, you know, Kareem Hunt is 27, but his legs are probably, to use an old cliche, his legs are probably like more like 26, 25 because he hasn't been a full-time running back 
the 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 last couple of seasons. Not to mention the issues that he had in Kansas City, and I, I believe he was suspended. But I'm not I'm not talking about the off field issues that he had. I think Kareem mm-hmm. Hunt would be a smart signing, especially. He's also somebody that's proven he can be a complimentary back with somebody else in the backfield, which is the majority of this, the NFL wants to run a system like that nowadays anyway. The, the days of the bell cow running back are gone. Derrick Henry is the lone throwback to that, and he's killing the game now. So I'm kind of hoping that he continues to do it. And to an extent, Brees Hall. Yes, but we the, haven't had a we haven't had young. a bigger he is he was, yeah. he was a rookie he was a rookie last year so yeah. and we haven't had a sample size like we've had with Derrick Henry mm-hmm. so uh, but I think I believe uh, Brees Hall is going to be ready for Week One that's what the Jets have been saying all yes. along which would be huge huge for their offense but if I were the uh, GM of the New York jets and some have said that I bear a strict resemblance to one, <laughs> Joe, one Douglas, Joe Douglas. Yeah. I would go with Dalvin cook. Okay. And the primary reason why I would want, I would have Dalvin cook is his breakaway speed ability. He can with just, if he, if he hits the hole, if he hits the hole just right, it's a he's a cloud of dust right afterwards, and mm-hmm. we don't see that a whole lot anymore. No, uh, but the only concern I would have is his shoulders seem to give him such an issue. He has such an issue with his running style that his shoulders are just have turned to sawdust. I mean, yes, usually it's the knees that go first for running backs. Dalvin for Dalvin Cook, it's his shoulders. So he's got relatively fresh legs, based on the fact that he's been on the sidelines so much with his injuries, but those injuries are mostly upper body. They're not mm-hmm. lower body. So mm-hmm. the way his running style is, is just, it's, it's a, it's a brutal run style, but once he gets in the open field, I mean, look out. Yeah. He, and, he would be, he was definitely my number, my number two. And on your New York jets, along with Brees Hall, that would be, that would be something. The only thing that concerns me about Dalvin is his injury history and then also um the vikings used them the vikings used him an mm-hmm. awful lot um as they should have but also in short bursts we've seen alexander madison also run so uh, very well in minnesota so how much of that is attributed to minnesota's offensive line i mean to be fair to be fair mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. dalvin cook was used a whole lot under mike zimmer that Under is, Kevin yeah. O'Donnell, yeah, it was kind true. of a two running back. It was a two running back system with Madison. So, mm-hmm. you know, every but when he was in, when Dalvin Cook was injured, we, we'd see Dalvin Cook mostly in the lineup as a starter. But when yes. he was injured, you saw Madison more. Madison more in the lineup. So, you know, if you have a bell cow running back like Brees Hall as your primary running back, and you use Dalvin Cook in special situations because. Brees Hall's dual threat at running back. I thoroughly believe, I thoroughly believe, and I said this on Snowman this morning and cutting the coffee with McCarthy segment. I yeah. thoroughly believe that we could see Brees Hall as a thousand thousand running back in the NFL. He just needs to stay healthy. A thousand yards rushing and a thousand yards receiving. Oh, I believe man. I thoroughly believe we could see that. He could be one of the he can be a thousand thousand in his career, provide he stays healthy. I don't know. We won't, we've only seen a small sample size of what he can do. In the five and the six weeks that he was healthy, mm-hmm. we know we can. We know he's what he's capable of. He just needs to stay healthy. Um, 
But if he should go down with an injury or if they have special situations where uh, the Jets need a, if the Jets are on second and three and they need short yardage and possibly, could possibly get more, that's when you bring in a Dalvin Cook uh, to eat up those yards and get Brees Paul back in the lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, Ezekiel Elliott, I think, I think his days are done. Yeah. Unfortunately. You know, I'm not, I'm not a hater of, of, of uh, Zeke. It's just that Ezekiel Elliott and I am not an NFL expert. You know, I am not like someone who can break down all this game film. We've got, we've got some people on our, We've got we've got people all over the Belly Up Sports Network that know more about football than I do. But to my eyes, he just looks done. He yeah, he can still succeed in some short yardage situations. And who knows? Maybe if maybe if somebody signed him to be a goal line back. But I yeah, I, that's why I was thinking too. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to want to do that. And and to some degree too, Leonard Fournette. He's slightly older than than yeah. Ezekiel Elliott, but I remember the force he was at LSU, and he just doesn't look like that guy anymore. Yeah, when when he came out of LSU, the scouts just defined him as an angry runner. Yeah, and he, just, and he demonstrated it with the Jaguars, and to a lesser extent with the Buccaneers. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, he he was the primary back in Tampa Bay, but he's also had his slew of injuries. Same with Ezekiel Elliott; they both had their slew of injuries. They've both been on kind of a downward decline. I mean, also, let's not forget last season with the with the Buccaneers, how atrocious their offensive line is. They lost Ryan Jensen for the season and in, pre, in the preseason, and they just couldn't get together. I mean, they, yeah, they got together because of Tom Brady, one Thomas, Patrick Edward Brady the second. But, <laughs> but at the same time, they really didn't have a running game. So, I mean, part of it because Fournette seemed to be hurt every other week with a different injury. Yeah. So. I mean, once I mean, yeah, different, definitely in short yarded situation. But you also got to figure Ezekiel Elliott's got to had that payday, so he's got that payday mentality. Oh, I'm yeah. the, I was I was the guy who made the big bucks. I yeah. was the guy who made the who made the most money. I I led the, I led, led the uh, NFL in rushing yards two of the first three of my two of the first three seasons I played. But ever since then, his yardage, his carries have been declined because yeah. Partially because of injury, yes. partially because of the emergence of Tony, uh, the emergence of Tony Pollard, who also did not, <laughs> yeah, did he not did not extend his terms. contract. Yeah, he did not come to terms this afternoon. So yeah, it's all, you know, it's also really amazing is that for as much money as the NFL has and the technology we have today, they're still using faxes. <laughs> like you have to, you have to have your tender offered, uh, offered tender. At 4 p.m. via fax on this day, and it's like, I get what is this? The mid 90s? I know. I can picture some dusty executive in some old NFL office just pounding his fist on the table. We just got our Xerox fax machines fixed. We need to use them. Damn it! They didn't get till 4:01 p.m. The tender is done. Man. But Man. yeah, it's uh, it's interesting to see that those. It's just interesting that the four, those four names have been just kind of out there in the ether, wandering around, yeah. waiting for somebody to pick them up. And like I said, I think you correctly identified. To me, there's definitely there's a case of two and two here. Fournette and Ezekiel Elliott, rightly or wrongly, seem to be at least to us in one class, and then 
to me, but I'm I'm shocked that nobody has gone after Kareem Hunt or Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook, I do think, is the better running back of the two, but I also just feel like Kareem Hunt has shown that he still has amazing talent when he's been given his opportunities, and the fact that he's his legs have less miles on them. I would have figured that some NFL team would would uh, would bring him in, but so far it hasn't happened. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, one more thing I wanted to mention before we take our next commercial break. Uh, on Saturday, there, um, or excuse me, on Friday, there was a there was a graphic made by uh, CBS NFL and CBS's Twitter account. It says top landing top potential landing spots for Josh Jacobs. You know who they put first as the number mm. one potential landing spot for Josh Jacobs? The Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, my God. That would be ridiculous. <laughs> they just acquired DeAndre Swift during the draft. Yeah. Did they not do their research before they stretch for engagement? <laughs> that I mean, that would be – because that was the thing, because Miles Sanders is um, – He's a Panther. Yeah, that's right. He's in Carolina now. He's in Carolina yeah. now because he was talking about how much he he liked uh, the look of their of the rookie quarterback they've got there now. <laughs> um, CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud. Yes, yes. He was. He was. Well, not saying, CJ Stroud. The other guy from Alabama. I can't remember his name. Oh wait, yeah, we're getting them all because CJ Stroud is on the Texans, right? Yeah, CJ Stroud's yeah. on the Texans. Panthers. Ah, oh, bother! I can't remember his name. I know this is this. I can't is remember his name. Rookie QB. Uh, hold on, Bryce Young. Bryce, Bryce Young. Young. Oh there we go. Gosh. There we go. There we go. But, See, folks, real time research during yeah, the show. We're live right now. This is this is a this is not on a on a tape delay. We are live. No, we are definitely <laughs> live. All right, so we'll take one more commercial break before before we uh, before going to our next segment. When we come back. We're going to play some more questions for humans. Guys, night edition right here on No Credentials Required. Hey everyone, it's Ryan from No Credentials Required to talk to you about one of our newest partners at Belly Up Sports, SeatGeek. Yeah, live sports is great on television, but the feeling of being at the arena is a priceless experience. That's why our friends at SeatGeek are there to help you find the best tickets at the best prices. Not only can you get tickets to sporting events, we can also get tickets to concerts, comedy shows, musicals, and more. Search for your desired event now at SeatGeek.com, enter promo code BellyUpSports at checkout, and you save 20 bucks off your first purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets. That's right, folks. Twenty dollars off or twenty percent off your first purchase of fifty dollars at checkout with promo code BellyUpSports at SeatGeek.com. Listen, you might be in the market for a baseball game, or hey, football season's coming up. You might want to get yourself to a game. I'm I'm definitely getting getting kind of itchy about possibly going to a Jets game this year. I also know my New Jersey Devils are going to be playing starting up starting up starting up playing in uh, in October. They're playing the Chicago Blackhawks at the Rock in early January, and I got a feeling I'm probably going to go to that to go to that game. Oh, you want to, to check watch out number- Connor Bedard? Huh? I want to check out Connor Bedard. That's right. <laughs> so I can get myself some tickets and save twenty percent off my my first order of fifty dollars or more with promo code BellyUpSports at checkout for SeatGeek.com. It's SeatGeek.com. Use promo code BellyUp. It's BellyUpSports. Excuse me, and save twenty percent off your first order of $50 or more. Actually, before we get to our next segment, let's go visit, go visit the uh, comment section. Sick Diggy checking in all the way 
from Norway, friend of the show. He says, what's good, everybody? Sick. Thanks for joining us. Hey, nice to see you. Snowman says, hey, hey. And he also <laughs> says, none of them get signed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you're the GM, you're just saying none, huh? So he's like, none of them. <laughs> but he's also a 49ers fan. So he's got he's got Christian McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell. Mitchell so yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. all right. He's got a wealth of talent there, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bother with them with that. <laughs> he's all right, but yeah, I don't know. You go you using the, the promo to get money off your tickets to go to Jet Jets games, uh to see Brees Hall running in the backfield next year. You know what that is? To quote Rick Macy, it's a can of corn. It's a can of corn. <laughs> <laughs> I think we find our I think we find our episode title there, Dustin. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, speaking of tickets, so I don't know if you saw Lionel Messi, uh, the greatest soccer, arguably the greatest soccer player in the world, uh, is now with Major League Soccer, mm-hmm. and with, with Inter Miami, uh, twenty thousand people showed up for his press com- introductory wow. press conference yesterday. I mean, wow! I remember watching the New York Cosmos uh, documentary uh, called I think it was called Once in a Lifetime, but the New York Cosmos back in the day when they were spending loads and loads of money. Uh, to get to sign Pele and Franz Beckenbauer and uh, a bunch of other dudes. I remember that their the press conference in New York City it filled up the entire uh, uh, a, uh, a restaurant, uh, just reporters upon reporters upon reporters. Wow. Twenty thousand people. Yeah. For the introductory con- introductory press conference for Lionel Messi. Now I went to Ticketmaster this afternoon. I went to NewYorkRedBulls.com. Looked at their website. New, my Inter Miami FC is coming to town. Going to play at New York Red Bulls, uh, Red Bull Arena, on August 26. Guess how much the cheap seats are? Oh man! Okay. One ticket for the cheap seats. One ticket to MLS. Okay, so what's? Uh, all right, you got to give me a little bit because I'm uneducated. What's like the normal price of a MLS ticket? Okay, so for the game before. On August twentieth, when they played DC United, which is a rivalry game, the cheapest seat I saw was twenty two dollars. Okay, all right. Let me see here. So the cheapest seat, I'm gonna say the cheapest seat is seventy five. Oh man, I'm way off. Keep huh? going. One twenty. Keep going. Oh wow. One seventy five. Keep going. Two twenty five. Keep going. All right, the cheapest seat in the house. Cheapest seat in the house. Is it three fifty? It's not three fifty. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> a little lower than three fifty. All right, is ain't it? No lock, ain't no lock. That's monster. Right? Asking for tickets. <laughs> all right, hold on. Uh, okay, okay. I'll I'll do uh, two seventy five. Close. Okay. Two fifty. All right. I'll 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 give it to you. Two hundred. This is with fees. Two hundred eighty-nine dollars oh for one goodness. ticket in the oh cheap seats. Goodness. Now, the most expensive ticket, field level section. I think it was section one twenty-six, row one. Oh man! All right, that's got to be. That's got to be like two grand. Higher or lower? <laughs> Four grand. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, all right, last guess here. Ten G's. 
10 G's. Oh, man. <laughs> One ticket. Oh, man. See Little Messi and enter Miami FC. That is power. Red Bull Arena. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No kidding. Oh, wow. And apparently they're only draw. Right now they're the worst team to lead. They're only drawing like 7,000 people at their soccer stadium in Miami. That's going to fill up quickly. Oh, yeah. Jeez. That's going to be, especially in a town like Miami where everybody, you know, people joke that, uh, you know, there's so much other things to do in Miami that it's not really like that known as a sports town. That'll be an attraction for sure. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Six says if this was a major club in Europe, the stadium would have been filled to the brim for his unveiling. Yeah, absolutely. And he also says, in which stadium is this for the cheap seats are nearly three hundred dollars? Is that red? This is for one game, sick. This is for New York Red Bulls against Inter Miami at New York at Red Bull Arena in Harrison, New Jersey. Usually the most expensive, and again, this is I'm just going for comparison here. The most expensive ticket the previous game for their Atlantic Cup rivalry with DC United. The most expensive ticket is $111. For this game against Inter Miami, it's $10,000. That's that's insane. The Lionel Messi effect. Yeah, that oh man. All right. So, now that I have uh, we have we've completely blown our minds with uh, this the ticket prices, let's play some questions for podcasters, aka questions for humans. Guys night, shout out shout out to Dr. John Deloney. So I'm going to give you this question, Dustin. All right. What was what was your neighborhood like growing up? Oh man. Okay. Um, so full full. I'm going to have to go. I'm going with one neighborhood, and I'm going with the neighborhood that I spent most of my life in. Technically, I lived in two growing up, but the first one was in Latham. Nice neighborhood, from what I remember. But I only spent the first five to six years of my life there. Most of most of growing up, my neighborhood, it was idyllic for me. I I grew up on a dead end, uh, a circle. I had my Hold best, sack. yeah. I had my best friend um, living up the street. Uh, we would have sleepovers. Like there was a time where we would just alternate weekends of okay, who's staying at whose house tonight? I mean, I I felt like. His his family, I spent more time growing up with his family than I spent at my dad's house. Um, we got, you know, it was where part of my love of video games blossomed was from watching them play and playing with them. Uh, we used to play street hockey in the street. It was, it was a good neighborhood. It was definitely a good neighborhood. We lived close enough to where I could walk to school for my elementary school, even though my mother would not let me do that, even though I very much wanted to. But to me, it was a, it was a good place to grow up. And it was kind of, it was a little like isolated, as isolated as you can be in suburbia. I had a big yard growing up, almost, almost an acre in in uh, suburbia which is almost unheard of here um yeah i don't know i just really enjoyed growing up there and i always thought that i was going to try to live like a neighborhood over or something it, it was a nice it was a nice area um but uh, i really enjoyed it but uh i guess how about you we'll let you uh answer that one as well yeah, so I was originally born in New Jersey, and I spent the first seven years of my life in this little neighborhood 
in uh, New Jersey. Uh, we lived in an upstairs apartment, me and my three siblings, my mom and my dad. Uh, we didn't have a yard. We played mostly in the streets. We'd play we'd play football in the street. Game game off, game off, game oh, on, yeah. game on. Car. Yeah, car. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'd play we'd play wiffle ball in the street. Uh, one of the one of our friends had a pretty big, pretty decent yard, but it was always full of dog crap. So we, <laughs> tried, we tried not we tried to like play landmine and we try to get out of the way. Yeah. Um, but then we moved to New York in 1985. And we had our first yard, like a first, first like legitimate yard. Um, we befriended these kids down the down the and down the uh, lo- road a little bit, and this they lived in the cul-de-sac, and we played in the neighborhood. We went to church together. Uh, we tried to play with the kids down the street a little bit more, but they, you know, they're, they're a little bit rough and tumble, uh, a little bit, uh, a little bit gritty. My parents didn't really, uh, <laughs> weren't really that huge fans of theirs. Cool, huh? No, so. Uh, um, no, but it was a good neighborhood. We got to play you know, typical after-school activity, play football, play soccer, play a little baseball, play mm-hmm. some kickball. Oh, yeah, kickball. Kickball yep. was big. I was going to ask you if you didn't mention that one. Kickball oh, yeah. was big. Yeah, kickball was huge. So uh, we played a little basketball. You know, we played different different types of sports uh, to keep ourselves active and keep ourselves out of trouble, and occasionally we would get into trouble, but yeah. <laughs> well, as you would when you're kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, it was, that's what kind of neighborhood we lived in from, from, uh, in upstate New York when we moved up here. So, you know, it's, it's good. It's, it was a good neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It sounds like we both, uh, had decent places to grow up and my sister yeah. still lives. My sister lives in the very house now, you know, yeah. <laughs> through a few, uh, circumstances, but, uh, no, it was, it was good. I, I realized how lucky I was to grow up where I did with the, with the yard that I did and also with the resources that I had. Yep. You know, so exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. Your turn. All right. I got kind of, I got kind of a, it's a good one, but I don't really know how I'm going to answer it. So I'll first throw it to you. Would you last longer in a fight with a grizzly bear or a gorilla? Wow. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I would probably last longer in a fight with a grizzly bear. See? That yeah, now now what what makes you think that? Because that after I read the card, you know, I did read it before the show. I did draw it and I read it before the show because I want to make sure. You know, ever since that first week where I got the one, when's the last time you cried your eyes? Yeah, you got the you got the you, you gave me the deep one. I'm like, come on. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. But what makes you uh what makes you go on on camp grizzly bear here? See, with grizzly bears they can they get taller when they get when they feel threatened they go they grow taller so mm-hmm. i would have probably have a better chance of exhausting it while while just kind of dodging and dick, dipping and dodging and yeah it might get me it might it might get me sometimes with a clubbing blow it might cut me open with their with coat me open in some parts with their uh sharp claws but the gorilla is more centered oh, to the lowest has, has lower center of gravity and they they will literally tear you apart. <laughs> yes, yes, that's. But with, I think I feel with the grizzly bear, you're if you're more elusive when they're standing tall because they get up to like I think what nine, eight or nine feet tall. Yeah. When they stand, 
So I think I'd have a better chance of survival against the grizzly bear than a gorilla. Yeah, I I tend to agree with you. Now let's not let's not get it twisted. Either one of these tries to fight me, I'm dying. But I think I could last a little bit longer against the grizzly bear. Like you're saying, maybe try to um, outmaneuver them. Now I don't I don't subscribe to the thing. Have you ever heard? Oh, all you have to do is uh, hit them in the face. Hit him on the nose with something, and they'll instantly, you know, be. And I'm like, no. I've heard that about a shark, but not a grizzly bear. All right, all right. I could be conflating two different things, but I'm with you. The gorilla, the gorilla, they're like more powerful versions of us, mm-hmm. and I feel, and they will. They'll just. I feel like too. They have the It'll rip your face off. Yes, and eat it in front of you. Yeah, they have no. <laughs> They're just going to take you down. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm team grizzly bear all day. Now, I don't uh <laughs> I don't have the illusions that that uh one one person did, grizzly man where he thought he was one of them and we saw how that <laughs> that ended. So yeah. I wouldn't try to befriend them. That would not be my <laughs> my modus modus of attack. But yeah, I just I think the gorilla overall is just like we're talking like a silverback or something, it, it would just destroy you. Yeah, and, it would, it would, it would rip your face off your face, yeah. eat it in front of you, and then punch you to death. Then rip open your, and then rip open your your chest cavity or your, your abdominal cavity and eat your innards while you. Yeah, yeah, that was what basically what happened. Same thing with a grizzly bear, but I feel like it could last a little bit longer with a grizzly bear. Yes, I, 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 I think so. I am not, and and I like how the card said last longer because I would not win. I would not win. Although apparently, my dad was telling the story. Apparently, my dad wrestled the bear. It was <laughs> it was like at like a it was at like a carnival type thing. It was in like a setting. This bear was obviously trained and stuff. But I'm just like, really, Dad? You got in there against a bear? It's a bear cub. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, yeah, gorilla is gonna take me down. And for and and while we're on it, I think a kangaroo could knock me right out. Yeah. Oh, a kangaroo could probably take me to town. Yeah, yeah. You ever see? I remember those, I remember those Warner Brother kangaroos? cartoons. I remember those Warner Brother cartoons growing up when they put the the, the kangaroo with the boxing gloves. Oh, yeah. Then he'd sit in his tail and kick. Yeah, like, yeah. I would not mess with a kangaroo either, man. Uh-uh, uh-uh. All right, before we go, we'll take one more quick visit to the comment section. And our buddy Sick Diggy says, "Let's not forget that Messi is a very successful player. If the team has a solid squad around him, they'll be great." Well, apparently, Inter Miami is yeah, last in the last place in MLS period right now. So that's probably the reason why they signed them. But also, don't forget, David Beckham is also part owner of that team. He probably had some pull to probably bring him there. Yeah, he might have. He also says this is like choosing to fight either Khabib or Conor, Mc- Conor McGregor uh, in an octagon cage. Yeah. Uh, I would probably last longer against Conor McGregor than uh, so. Khabib. Yeah. I'm inclined to agree with you and also not to bring it in here, but based on his team's performance on the latest season of Tough, <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think that's the case. He's, he's – I haven't really been watching it. I used to watch Tough a lot when I yeah, was uh, back in the day when I was a little younger. But uh, apparently, Connor's team is on the verge of getting swept. Like they haven't won a fight yet, and uh, 
He he went up to him. There's one guy left on the team, and he went up to Dana White. Now, this is reality TV, so we got to keep that all in mind. But he said, you heard him kind of whisper, what happens if we get swept? And Dana was just kind of like, I don't know. It's never happened before. <laughs> like, Speaking of tough, I'm, this is one guy I just succinctly remember. He couldn't make – this is like in the early days of yeah. – uh, Yeah, when the, it was on Spike. And there was actually a local guy who was in the competition too. I don't know if you know. I don't know, the, I don't know if you remember the name Matt Secor. Uh, yeah. He's from Balls. He's from uh, Glens Falls. Yeah, he was. Uh, he, a was a, he was a wrestler, right? A great he was wrestler. a wrestler and uh, jujitsu style. Mm-hmm. He won. He won his first match by. I think he won his first match by submission, but he broke his hand and had to withdraw. But he could stay in the house. Oh, uh, okay. Now I wasn't. I don't remember who was the same season as him or the season before. There was this one fighter who couldn't make weight. So to take drastic measures into his own hands, um, he went for an enema. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, he still didn't make weight. <laughs> so hope you enjoyed your free enema and FaceTime on yeah. national television. Yeah. Oh, man. Moron. All right. So before we leave, just want to remind you about our social media channels. Right, listen, right down there below: Twitter, Instagram, and the scarcely used TikTok. It's at NoCredsREQ. Facebook.com forward slash NoCredsREQ. YouTube.com forward slash NoCredsREQ. And if you're watching on replay, or if you're watching live right now, please, 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 do not forget to smash that like button and smash it responsibly. And also, we're on a mission to try to get to 500. YouTube subscribers. We're at 267 right now. We're just over the we're just over the crest of the halfway mark. It would make a really big difference if you were to please, please subscribe on YouTube. Because that way we get monetized and we get to make we get to make some some coin. So it'd be great. On the podcast side, subscribe on a myriad of podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Play. Wherever you podcast, rate and review five stars. It's always the preferred amount of stars for your rating. And review the podcast wherever you can. If your podcast, again, is really, really sweet or really, really nasty, we will still read it on the air. So, for my co-host, my co-host, my second chair, Dustin Henry, my name is Ron McCarthy. You have been watching or listening to No Credentials Required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. We're presented by Belly Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. So next week we'll have our next we'll have our next movie review and in the in next installment of No Ticket Required. Talk about other things, other sports related topics, and we'll do some more questions for humans, guys. Night edition. Until then, take care, everyone. It's a can of corn. It's a can of corn. <laughs> <laughs>